Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever it is, wherever you are, I'm Aaron Asensio, alongside Ryan Cutchin, and you are listening to the Poorly Informed Sports Show. Well, the Carlos Correa era in Houston is over, and it hurts. Hurts a lot. I've had a really kind of bummer of a weekend after this news dropped, I think, uh, like 1 a.m. Friday or Saturday morning, Friday night slash Saturday morning. Um, Correa, of all teams, signs with the Minnesota Twins. The who? The what? Yeah. Like- uh, yeah, he, okay, so signs a three-year deal. Worth $105.3 million. Um, opt-outs after each year. So maybe, maybe. Maybe he could come back. Well, no, he's not coming back. I, as that. much as I want to think that, he's not coming back. But you know what he is doing? I think the lockout really messed up um, his kind of bidding war or whatever could have happened and he's just betting on himself and he's going to opt out. He's going to play one year in Minnesota and I don't know, maybe he returns, but he's going to be going for his massive contract next off season. Yeah, but he's only 27. So he's got time left on the clock to exactly, which is why I'm just in. so perplexed that the Astros um, just refused to match an offer like this. I mean, were right? they even in touch with his agent like at all? Or? Well, this is what's really Really strange to me is, according to uh, sources, uh, the Astros kind of cold shouldered him and his agent, Scott Boris, in the last few weeks um, leading up to this, which is just very perplexing. Um, You know, you had all these reports of Astros players, Alex Bregman, Altuve, anonymous players, anonymous former players calling Jim Crane, the Mm -hmm. owner, and telling him you have to re-sign Carlos. Um, and if these rumors of a cold shouldering are true, what the hell, man? Yeah. I mean, I saw, I, I don't know who it was, so I apologize. I want to give credit where credit's due. It might've been Roosh on Roosh Williams on Twitter, big Houston guy. He likened this to the Warriors losing Draymond Green, you know, Curry, Altuve is Curry. Bregman is Thompson. And Correa's Draymond, and you've just lost like the the heart, like the yeah. the animal, the you know the guy that's willing to get in there and make people mad at him. Right. Um, he's gone. Um, and you could have offered a three year deal where he's probably going to opt out. Mm-hmm. And according to uh, Chandler Rome and others, um, he would the Astros would not budge from their deal that they offered him pre lockout which was 5 years 160 million but with no opt outs. Yeah. Um so the interesting thing about that too is if we look at what he took with the Twins, he's going to be making 35.1 million a year. Mm-hmm. The Astros deal for 5 years was 32 million a year, so not a big difference there. Right. And if you're Correa, you got to be thinking about like, you know, I know this always comes up with Texas teams, but there's no income tax in yeah. Texas. So really, he's probably only making a roughly a million more in Minnesota. Well, so it has to have been the opt-outs, right? Even still, though, it doesn't make sense because, um, I mean, longer-term deal means more security. What if he totally falls apart, gets injured or something? Well, that's the thing. 
he's like betting he's on betting himself, himself here. Yeah. And I think, I think in his mind, he's going to get that eight to 10 year deal after mm-hmm. this season. Um, and I think just the five years with no opt out, you know, he doesn't want to become, you said what, he's 27 now. So he doesn't want to become a free agent at 33. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that from the Astros' perspective of not offering that big 10-year deal. It's almost like if he had taken the rumored 10-year, $300 million offer from Baltimore, I would have been more okay with that. That would have been easier to swallow because I understand um, Jim Crane, since he's owned the Astros, has never been a guy that's offered super long-term contracts. He's willing to go high AAV, uh-huh. but he doesn't do the long-term. And so, like, why not? Why not match that Twins deal? I guarantee you, Carlos Correa, if he has an equal offer from the Astros and the Twins, it's not even a thought. Right. So, man, it's a, it's kind of hurting me a little bit. It's like I can see the beginning of the end of this like golden era of Astros baseball. Um, you know, you've got, <laughs> you've got a lot of veterans out here that are kind of on the tail end of their prime. Um, you got Jose Altuve, Yuli Gurriel, Michael Brantley, you know, we even got Justin Verlander who's coming back at 39 years old off Tommy John. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say he's past his prime, but I actually think the dude's maybe not, um, but he's not got a ton of, he doesn't have a ton of years left. Yeah. So why not run it back? Yeah. You know, Carlos is going to opt out. And if he doesn't, you're still getting him at a good deal for only three years. Right. So what is the problem here? I don't understand. And the only thing that that makes sense to me, and it's a tough pill to swallow, is that Jim Crane is cutting salary. Something that he said he wouldn't do when the Astros were competitive at the beginning of the whole tanking situation back in 2013. Yeah. He made a point to say, once we are rebuilt... I will spend the money to, to be competitive. And here we are with like, you know, the Draymond Green, the heart and soul of Astros baseball gone. Um, and there's not a lot to be excited about, man. Like, I mean, I guess, you know, there's Justin Verlander. That's cool. He's back off Tommy John, but I'm, I'm kind of hurting here. And then I even look at Trevor Story. Yeah. Signs a six-year deal worth I think 140 million but there's like some weird incentives and like options on both sides depending on the year um so six-year deal not that long for him I think it's yeah around 23 million AAV like Uh you don't even do that and like I hear a report today oh well the Astros were finalists for Trevor Story well screw that man I don't want to be a finalist like sign someone you know don't let these last years of these of these guys I mentioned earlier go to waste so I'm kind of mad, man. I'm kind of mad. Dude, so this is rough. Um, hi, everybody, by the hi. way. <laughs> it's Aaron Atencio we, alongside the ranting Ryan. We jumped right in. We didn't even talk about the fact that baseball's back. Baseball was not back the That's last true. time we recorded. That's true. So this is how quick it goes. This is how volatile the last week, And we knew it was going to be like this, have right? Been. Like, yeah, like it, kick, it comes back. And then, boom, free agency. And obviously, every free agency, you're going to have some kind of heartbreak, regardless of the sport. Because, I don't know, there's always somebody that's going to be on the move. And whether it's a a huge name or just kind of like a fan favorite, almost like a meme, like this happens in free agency. But, but yeah, Correa, I mean, it's not, and I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. We'll get to the football world later. But it's kind of like Von Miller not coming back to the Broncos. It's Yeah. I mean, different because we 
traded away Bond. But. That's true. Yeah, but it it, it feels. I, I see what you mean. It's like you know the the whole fan base is just kind of sitting there like this makes too much sense. It's going to happen, and you're just convincing yourself not to worry about it. Yeah, and then the twins. What? <laughs> Twins? Oh man! What the hell, man? So, God, it just—it's a little rough. Um, looks like the starting shortstop for the Houston Astros will be um, 2018 third-round pick Jeremy Pena, who's played all of 37 games in AAA. Oh wow! Um, now the guy is—he's not on any or very many like top 100 prospect lists that I'm aware of but like he's not bad in his limited sample at AAA like he was all right um he strikes out a lot you know he does hit for a lot of power um 10 home runs in only 37 games um for a 24 year old like you you kind of like that um but you don't know about the 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 plate discipline if that's going to come around I mean 35 strikeouts six walks um it's not going to be platinum glove defense that you got from Carlos Correa. Yeah. Um, so um, another, you know, I don't want to be too negative here. So, so I do want to, I do want to shift gears a little bit. And there is one positive uh, note out there for Astros fans. And it's a petty one. Okay. It's a very petty one. Um, I live for petty. And a lot of people, out there on baseball Twitter are going to laugh at Astros fans for um, needing this moment. And we'll see. Maybe it won't turn into much. But a federal judge, uh, as of today or yesterday, can't remember exactly which, has ruled that the letter that details the 2017 investigation into the New York Yankees is going to be opened. Okay. Uh, MLB has 14 days to appeal, and I'm sure Rob Manfred is going to try because he loves him some Yankees. Yeah. Um, but uh, we might finally get a little vindication here. Um, even if we don't, like, I just want to know after sure. like what was said there. So, like, that's the only good news as an Astros fan I can talk to right now. Um, you know, not to say the team's in a bad spot, but like, I needed like that that like piece of like you know like a twitter bomb that just made me feel good after all this other bad news um so that'll be interesting not much more to say there i've talked about the yankees letter for a while um for those that haven't heard essentially draft kings players i think it was draft kings i don't know if it was draft kings and FanDuel, just kind of a bunch of um kind of those daily fantasy type yeah gambling players um came together to sue major league baseball after the Astros and Red Sox um, scandals came to light. And um, as part of that, they also were inquiring about this Yankees investigation that happened in 2017. And MLB was like, oh, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't open that. That was a private investigation. Um, the Yankees came out and said, well, that there will be irreparable reputational damage if said letter is open. And so um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it's actually that bad. That's a um, that's such a ridiculous statement. Yeah, that's no, we can't do it. So it's self defeating. It's, it's right? too bad yeah. for you to see it. Exactly. <laughs> um. So anyway, there's the bad baseball news, kind of with a little sprinkle of goodness. 
But it seems like the uh, the the local Colorado team is trying to maybe get some goodwill, get the fans to actually like what they're doing. Yeah, th- maybe that's, kind that's of. what it seems like. But it's and from my perspective, especially as a, a baseball outsider, that's probably a website. I shouldn't use that phrase. <laughs> no, that's a football. But, uh, You're good. Um, I mean, I don't know what's going on anyway. But like, even Rocky's Twitter has looked at the last week and just been like, huh. Yeah. Yep. So, so let me go through the list of. And did of, you did you want to start big or start? Where do you want to start with this? I think we're going to start small. Let's start small and build up. Okay. Yeah. So first off, the Rockies lose uh, John Gray to the Texas Rangers. Didn't even give him a qualifying offer, if I'm Not remembering that, correctly. So you don't even get a draft pick. Yeah, I think you're right. Which um, is mind boggling. Because even if you know he's going to say no, like why not? If, that, if you get a draft, standard, I didn't even right? know there was like draft compensation yep. involved. So everyone, anytime you lose, are going to lose a guy to free agency, you give him the 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 qualifying offer, knowing he's going to say no. Yeah. So you get the draft pick. So like, why the hell are you not doing that? Yeah. Uh, Trevor Story, I think they also didn't give an offer to, did they? I don't know. I think they might have given him a qualifying offer, but I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if they did not. But he ends up in Boston. Yes. Which is disgusting and horrible and revolting. Now, I will say, and maybe we can get into this in a second, apparently the Rockies were in on story and gave him a very competitive offer that the numbers haven't come out, but some are saying was actually better than Boston's offer. But he wanted to be in Boston because he he thought he was going to have a better chance at winning a World Series there. Sure, which he's correct. He is correct, yeah. Um, Did it cause him to like think about coming back though is that what the rumors are saying like i, I haven't the rumors are so yeah i mean I'm, i was just kind of perusing through twitter and mlb trade rumors over the weekend with all the transaction mm-hmm. stuff and i saw multiple different sources saying that the rockies were still in on him um well but, that's fascinating because i would have expected a flat out Sox. no because yeah he wanted to be dealt last year at the trade deadline right and so that's what i'm wondering you know i know you know you look at like the situations with nolan and now with story there's something there where they were not happy with the Rockies organization. Well, obviously. Um, so, so, so we'll, I'll, I'll bring that back here in a minute. Okay. All right. I'm just going to fire through and you can tell me like good, bad, or meh. Like I don't, we don't need to go super in depth because lists aren't that fun to listen. I to. might have, I might have an, I don't know as well as okay. an option. All right. Rocky sign, uh, right-handed pitcher, Chad cool. Not really familiar. I know the name. Um, it's the coolest name I've ever think heard. He's a, <laughs> I think he's a starter, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe a guy that can eat some innings. Okay, so I'm looking him up now. 29 years old, so still fairly young. Um, threw 80 innings last year with Pittsburgh. Um, 28 games, 14 of those started. Um, an ERA just shy of five. A FIP above five. If you remember, FIP is kind of the predictive stat mm-hmm. of ERA. Um, so this to me says you're looking at a guy that is a backup plan. You know, I, I've always heard from front offices, you can never have too many starting pitchers because injuries are going to happen. Sure. This seems like a contingency plan. Like we don't want to call up some young dude from AAA that's just going to get eaten alive. This guy has some proven experience in the majors. So meh. Okay. Well, okay. So another pitcher they brought in is Alexander Colome. Colome, Alex Colome. Uh, so Colome, um, this dude has been around for a minute. He's relief pitcher, 33 years old. 
Um, though I was listening to um, MLB radio on the way to grab some beer for the show today. And um, they were talking about the Minnesota Twins because of Correa. Mm-hmm. And uh, that kind of led to talking about, well, now they look good on offense, but the Twins lack pitching. And one of the pieces they were making fun of was Twins 2020, 2021 reliever Alex Colomay and how bad he was. And then one of the hosts pointed out, well, he's going to Colorado, and they just started laughing. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say bad. Dude had negative .7 war. Last season, which basically tells you a AAA player would probably probably be better. Oof. Okay, uh, shortstop to replace, I guess, to replace Trevor Story, they bring in Jose Iglesias? So Iglesias, I'm going to go between good and meh. Okay. And here's why. Iglesias is a guy that is known for his defense. So, and I haven't looked up his numbers last year. I think he was in Detroit last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I don't know if his defensive reputation shifted at all um, with his performance last year. I know he's not a bat first guy, but maybe you take a guy like that, you put him in Colorado, and a couple of those little flares find a gap in their doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say good on that one because it gives you solid defense. Okay. Not exciting, but good. Um, probably the second biggest move the Rockies made. Uh, just made today, they signed Ryan McMahon to a six-year, $70 million extension. Very good. Feels good. Like, that's a – it's a good – it sounds like a team-friendly deal. It is very team-friendly. So, you're talking about a guy that was – I think he had, yeah, two years of arb- arbitration left. Um, so, you're buying out his final two arb years and then – so, a six-year deal total extension – so his final two arb years and four free agent years, you're buying those out at just over $10 million. Um, That sounds great for a guy that is, um, as of 2021, a four-war player. Um, now, he's not – he's a decent hitter, but he is um, running a 98 OPS plus. So uh, 100 OPS is league average. Okay. So you don't love to see a 98, which is 2% below average, for a guy in Colorado. Not amazing, um, but what that tells you is that his defense is that good. Yeah. In fact, um, Nolan Arenado last year was worth um, 4.1 war. Okay. And Ryan McMahon, 4.0. Yeah. Also, Ryan McMahon can play first base, second base, and third base. Yeah. So you have, you have someone that's just going to be sound defensively and is flexible in the infield. And is young. Um, love that. Love that deal. Nice. And he does have opt-outs, I believe, after year four and five. I didn't see that. Uh, but okay. there's a, a pretty significant contingency there. He has to um, either win MVP or finish top five in MVP voting. So that's probably not going to happen. That's probably not going to happen. And He's if it not... does, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um so it's not exactly. the same kind of thing with like, uh, well, I, I think they gave one to Chris Bryant and they also gave one to Nolan Arenado, where it's just a straight up opt out after year two. Um, so that brings us to the wait. I have one more thing to say about McMahon, oh. um, and that is just I think this was probably contingent on Story signing elsewhere. 
Okay, so they would have. Just I have let no him be. source that's ever. I have not read that anywhere. I've not seen that anywhere. But just like using my own noggin, that's got to be what this is. Is that they had a certain budget, Monfort. I hate talking about him in a positive light. <laughs> I think Monfort had an idea of how much he was wanting to spend on the team coming into this year. And when Story left, um, I think if you're going to extend one of your guys, this is a great choice. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think we see this happen if Story resigns. Okay. Just just a thought. Which doesn't mean that McMahon would go anywhere because he still had two years of arbitration He's, exactly, left. Exactly, so. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, obviously, the big get for the Rockies is Chris Bryant. Um, we've talked about Nolan Arenado having left. We've talked about Trevor Story being more or less chased away by an awful front office. So, what the hell is Chris Bryant thinking signing here? And why the hell do the Rockies want him if they already had Nolan Arenado? And, obviously, the Arenado ship has sailed. That was a Two years ago now? It was. It um, was two years ago. It was. It The ship has sailed. And, okay, maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. But I've started something about the Ryan McMahon extension kind of flipped my disposition on the Rockies from what the hell are you doing to at least you're trying. Yeah. Um, and here's why. I get the Arenado confusion and hate. But let's not forget that Arenado had a real problem with Jeff Breidich in the front office to the point where he went out to the media and complained specifically about Jeff Breidich. So I wonder if there was just irreparable um, damage to that relationship. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the only way I can explain trading him for just a couple serviceable pieces and kicking in $50 million. Yeah. Like, it must have been bad. Yeah, but so at that point, why doesn't Dick Monfort step in and say, no, I'm not going to choose this middling, at best, GM over the best player my franchise has ever had? No offense to Todd Helton or any of the old Blake Street Bombers or even Tulo, but, like, come on. Yeah. Arenado's the best of the bunch, right? Because I don't think Dick Monfort is very smart. Uh, that's the same read that I have. <laughs> uh, that's all – I mean – that's all I can come up with. I think, I think he's kind of baseball stupid. Um, I'm happy that apparently he's willing to spend some money that we're seeing, but I, I think that was just like a real fumbling of that, of that situation and that relationship. Yeah. Um, so Bryant does kind of feel like the, Hey, it's like diet Arenado. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Bryant, he's probably he's older now, so I mean he's not ancient, but they're both thirty years old, Arenado and Bryant. But the difference is, you signed Arenado when he was twenty seven, twenty six to right. that huge extension, right? And you're signing Chris Bryant to a sizable deal. It's not seven as, years. Yeah, lengthwise it's big, but it's not like it's over a hundred million, right? But it's one eighty two. So you're looking at twenty six million a year. Okay, okay. So it's good a good chunk good of Good chunk of money. So Nolan's deal was eight years two sixty. So that's thirty two and a half million a year compared to the twenty six that Bryant's getting. But you also kicked in that fifty mil when you shipped Nolan off. Yeah. So that actually kind of brings it closely in line. I don't have that math right here on hand. Um so so yeah, like that deal when that first dropped, I was with every 
uh, reaction that you're talking about, Twitter, Reddit, of just like, what the hell are you doing? Um, and maybe this is dumb of me to say, but for some reason that Ryan McMahon ex- extension really helps us make a little bit of sense. Yeah. Now, does it help the fact that you didn't offer John Gray the um, qualifying offer? No, that still is very confusing. Right. Um, but it tells me that the Rockies are, are actually looking at their situation where they have somewhat decent pitching. Um, their bullpen sucks ass. Yep. But like in terms of starters, you know, you have this kind of young core with Freeland and, and Marquez should also have John Gray. Um, and it's like, well, you know, we have an extra, what, one or two playoff spots. I can't remember what they added with the CBA. So why not spend some money and try? You know, yeah. I, I look at what the Reds and the Pirates and the Oakland Athletics are doing, and that's just insulting to the fans. Like, at least Monfort is actually putting some money out there, even if it's not all that smart. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's baseball. It's random. And y- you have some good pieces here now. Um, one that wasn't here and one that's now locked up. So you're telling me there's a chance. I'm telling you there's a chance. Like the Rockies might at least be fun to watch this year and late into they the year. They could be even. fun to watch. The thing is that division's so tough. That's true. Um, but but here's what I will say. You know, I've been on record saying it's really difficult to want to go to Coors Field and support this ownership when they're not willing to put anything into the team. Even if it's not smart, at least ownership was willing to put something in the team. Yeah. So I'm like selfishly as like this being my second team, I'm kind of looking forward now to like going guilt free to Coors field and being like, at least you tried. I I am so jaded by the morons down on Blake street that it feels to me more like, yeah, we'll throw you a bone as opposed to like, well, okay. If you're not going to come, like we'll try, then will you show up to, no, it feels like this is a $330 million bone though. Between yeah. the two, the, the Bryant signing and the McMahon extension. That's a lot. I wonder what the Rockies money. are worth. I wonder what they're valued at. That's a good question. I'm sure it's at least a billion. I'm sure. Anyway, uh, so Bud Black said that um, Chris Bryant is going to play left field, which feels weird. Uh, that probably means McMahon stays at third. And could push Raymel, Raymel Tapia to center field. Um, but it sounded like there might actually be a uh, um, competition there. And I don't know baseball enough to well, keep, talk about it. Keep this in mind too. The national league added the designated hitter. So we so might not see Chuck. a lot of Chuck nasty out there anymore, just cause he's getting old and he can still swing the bat, especially in course field. Cause he's like so, 35 or six. I want to say right? so. Yeah. Like, I've, I say that about everybody. That's like sort of old in sports. I called, Paul Millsap, 35, for like a good four years. I'm 33. If someone's 33, I'm like, eh, you're, you're at the tail end of your prime. <laughs> but here's the cool thing about him saying that Bryant is playing left field is that I think this Rockies core of position players, they have a lot of flexibility. So you have three guys that can each play three different positions. Um, Chris Bryant you know, came up a third baseman, has played a good amount of first base, good amount of left field. Mm -hmm. So great. Also, keep in mind, DH is possible for all these guys. Ryan McMahon, first, second, third. Yep. Uh, Garrett Hampson, center field, second base, shortstop. So if Bud Black is not a dumbass, 
he's going to have a lot of creative ways to either give guys an entire day off, give them a day off from defense and let them DH. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Chuck's not going to be a full-time DH. Um, so that is one of the uh, things I would say about Bryant that is better than Nolan has to offer is his position flexibility. Okay. And that is that, kind that of probably exciting. helps take some pressure off of Brendan Rogers, who's the supposed upcoming up and coming uh, second star baseman. He's on my uh, fantasy team. You want to hear about my fantasy team? I want to hear about <laughs> Brendan Rogers. Like, well, give me some sort of outlook on him. Teach me about Brendan Rogers. I, 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 I don't, don't have much more to say than he's just a highly rated prospect than that okay, I drafted. Yeah. I haven't like been a Brendan Rogers like follower. Okay. I just like got him in a trade and was like, cool. Here's All a right. young guy with potential. Well, um, you know, here's hoping that he can step up and kind of, I mean, alongside some other dudes, Chris Bryant and, and Ryan McMahon, like, they have me a little bit excited. More excited yeah. than I've been about the Rockies for a really long time. Um, and, like, and dude, if Rodgers can, can step up and join this trio of, of stars. I'm sure he'll be starting in second base, and yeah, he's got that potential. Yeah. Hopefully he meets it be because sweet. he keeps getting hampered by injuries and... You know, some stuff is holding him back, but he has been. I I do know that from my fantasy team. But yeah, I mean, the dude's still really young, has tons of potential. I mean, then you've got like a veteran as well that everyone uh, forgets about in the mainstream. And I know a lot of Rockies fans remember him, uh, but they kind of struck gold last year with CJ Crone. And I think they re-signed him to just another little one year deal. So the kind of a veteran guy that's just like the opposite of what the Ian Desmond signing is, you know, a guy that's going to. That's going to hit very low risk. You're not putting a lot into him, but really produced well. He's going to likely be a first base slash DH guy. Um, so I look at this team and just think like, there's a lot here that is variable. Um, but I think with the Bryant situation, um, the floor is raised a little bit. And there's actually hope given the expanded playoffs that, you know, say like Fernando Tatis Jr., you know, I don't know if you heard about his whole situation getting in a motorcycle accident and missing like at least three months of the season. Like maybe there's a chance that the Rockies do what they do, which is a lot of times beat expectations and early on sneak in ahead of the Padres. And well, if yeah, if they can build, you know, a little bit of a cushion early because yeah, they either start hot and get cold or they're just garbage through the whole season. Right. <laughs> Right. Those are the two options. Um, if they can start hot and stay hot, that'd be cool. I would be interested in baseball a little more. I think you should anyway. be. I think regardless of, you know, I always look at the Astros being like my, the team that I'm like super emotionally invested in. I'm always looking at like the the long, the long outlook. Yeah. How is this team going to sustain success? Um, what What is, you know, what are... What are the chances that we make the playoffs this year and then five years down the line, we're also making the playoffs? I think if you're someone like me and you just like baseball and you live in Colorado, this year's Rockies team will be entertaining mm-hmm. because they will at least be somewhat competitive. You know, like yeah. I said earlier, you're not going to be the Reds, you're not going to be the Pirates, you're not going to be the A's. So I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I'm uh, already looking at at tickets yeah. to Coors Field where I had previously kind of put down the put down the fist and said, hell no, I'm not going to go support Monfort. Or if I do, I'm not going to wear my Rockies gear. Yeah. Um, 
But I saw a Chris Bryant jersey too that was someone posted <laughs> on Twitter and it looks really nice in those pinstripes. Sheesh, I don't know, man. I so. I said after after they chased Arenado out of town, I said I wouldn't go to a Rockies game until Bud Black I mean, sorry, <laughs> Dick Monfort sells the team. Um I'm not gonna be able to hold to that. I'll probably be at, at least one game this year. You should. I mean he shelled out over three hundred million in the offseason. I mean, it's something, right? Yep. It's something. Also, most importantly, of all of the things that I've learned about the Rockies over the last week, I found out today they have a 19-year-old shortstop whose name is Warming Bernabel in the uh, single A, is okay. it? Okay. I think he's theirs. Patrick. Warm, Pat- warning? Or warming. Warming. As in global. <laughs> and, and the last name was what? Bernabel. Oh, I have to search something. It was the most amazing name. I had to, and I might be, I might be mistaken, uh, but I believe it was Patrick Saunders who uh, tweeted about him, and I assumed that he was with the Rockies spring training team. To, from from must be from yeah. Saunders' uh, phrasing, but um, yeah, I had him pulled up. He's uh, with the Fresno Grizzlies. Trip that's yeah, Triple which A is Rocks, uh, single A affiliate. No way. They used to be the Astros Triple A. Really? Wow. Fall from grace for Fresno. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. So, warming, uh, okay. Warming Jose Bernabel. So, okay. Here's, there's something about baseball names, man. There is a player who was a regular, fairly regular starter last year for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh-huh. His name was Lars Newtbar. <laughs> that sounds like a delicious candy bar. And this is like a thing. So, I just looked this up. While you were uh, uh, talking about warming here. Yeah. Um, Productive Outs. Great Twitter account that you should follow. Okay. They are famous for tweeting out like fake transactions with made up player names. Okay. Because of people like warming. Like this just in Lars. Like these people exist. Yeah. So I just want to read off a few of these names. And these are these are fake. These are all. These ones are fake. But. People get fooled by their account all the time mm-hmm. because it's like, well, it's baseball. That could be a guy. So we got <laughs> Chord Borkerson. Read, read that again. Chord Borkerson. Chord. We got Hence Louder Milk. <laughs> Cilantro Ferguson. <laughs> Cilantro. <laughs> Merlin Herkimer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tug Duck Butter. <laughs> Grover Van Tork. I'm almost done here. <laughs> Gary Nards. And Pelvis Toledo. Wonderful. So, uh, Warming and, and Lars, you know, maybe you're real. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, the funniest coincidence. Before we started recording, you ran inside to grab a beer. I opened up Twitter and Andrew Mason, a longtime Broncos reporter now works for DNVR and some other outlets. Uh, he tweeted, I don't even know what the context of it was. He tweeted, um, you know, in terms of uh, sophomoric made up double entendre names, like in his flowery speech, if you follow uh, Mace, you know what I'm talking about. He said, Jack Canhoff is uh, it's an underrated one. Jack Canhoff. Who is that? Is that a... It's a made-up name, but Jack Canhoff. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) 
We only do highbrow think, humor on this show. <laughs> I think a good number one and two starter would be Jack Canoff and Tug <laughs> Tug Butter. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. that's I'm, more baseball. I, I'm talk, twelve, man. and this was our baseball talk. <laughs> that's more baseball talk than I've ever done on this show. I think. Hey, and we're about to get into a season, so this is off season, and we we did that much. Yeah, man. It and it's been a fun off season. We have more off-season madness to talk about but i believe what we're gonna do here is split this up we're getting you two episodes for the price of one i think this is good so you baseball fans i hope you enjoyed that um if you're a football fan stand by we'll have another one coming for you soon all right guys thanks folks thanks so much to follow us on Twitter at Aatencio91 at Cutchin and at PI Sports Show Special thanks to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for our track Ready, Aim, Fire This has been The Poorly Informed Sports Show